Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. Today is episode 57, um, and I'm going to be doing a solo episode. And I have to say, it seems incredible that we passed the 50 episodes um, without kind of a blink or a notice. And um, creating this podcast every single week is something that's super important to me. And I genuinely try and think of great topics for you um, to help you as a small business owner and to get some really exciting guests on there for you. And today I wanted to start by saying that I would like to extend an invitation to you, if you're a listener of this podcast, to do a couple of things for me. So if you feel like you have something to offer my audience as a regular listener, I'd love to hear from you and let me know what your idea is to come and join me on the podcast. Um, on the show notes of today, I'll pop the email address in for you to contact my team um, and let's hear your idea. At this stage, I'll be honest, I've, I've um, kept exclusively to female guests only. Um, I may mix that up this year. I had someone suggest to me that I should have my husband, Grant, come on as a guest on the podcast. So he could do a little behind the scenes on what it's like to work with me. So he may be coming up as a solo, as a guest, like my first male guest on the show. So watch this space for that. So that's the first thing I wanted to say is if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, I'm always looking for amazing people to talk about the topics that are interesting to my audience. So keep that in mind about who my audience is. And the other thing I would love to ask you to do is if you're enjoying this podcast, um, please be sure to subscribe to it on the platform that you're looking at. And if you could spare a moment maybe leave me a review as well. I would be incredibly grateful for your support. Um, it means the world to me that you all tune in regularly. I love it when you tag me on your stories, on socials and say, hey, I'm listening to The Social Circus. Please feel free to tag me. My Insta handle is at online social butterfly. I love hearing how you're tuning into my podcast wherever and whenever you are. Someone um, tagged me last week that they were in the gym. Another person tagged me that they're out walking their doggy and listening. I love hearing all of that. So remember, um, if you're listening, let me know that you're listening because it means the world to me to hear when and where you're listening to my podcast. So today I'm doing a solo episode, as I mentioned, and I wanted to jump into a topic that I've been seeing come up a lot lately with many of my coaching clients. And the interesting thing about being a coach is that I get to sit across a lot of businesses and their owners and see what's going on. And this is a really interesting perspective because for you as a business owner, you sit inside your business. And for the most part, it can be quite a lonely kind of solo affair. And you sit on the one side and I sit on the other. And so when you're in the feels of something and something's not going well or you're struggling with something, it can often feel like that is yours and your burden alone to carry. And you don't really realize that sometimes there might be overarching problems that are going on that are actually not just typical to you. Now, I would coach between five and 10 people a week. So I definitely get to see those what I would call macro trends in terms of what's going on. And something that's been really coming up a lot lately has been that sense of overwhelm. <laughs> and I guess it goes hand in hand with the whole notion of being busy or busyness. And these are not things that I'm a big lover of. And I do loathe that when I always answer, how are you with busy? Because I don't mean to always be busy, but I generally am. Um, but I do like to also be a busy person. So let's talk about overwhelm and what does that look and feel like if that's where you're sitting right now. So quite often in our business, we have constant things to be done. Um, it can often feel like we're never going to be on top of all of the things that need to be done because no matter what you do, there is always more tasks to be done. 
And I think one of the biggest drives of this is social media. It can feel like you can never do enough in terms of creating content. And that kind of hangs over us like this constant taskmaster demanding and demanding and demanding more. And I think it has a lot to do with our overwhelm and what that contributes to it. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, I want to talk about how that might manifest and what it might look like. So for many of us, overwhelm often means that um, things are simmering very close to the surface. So our emotions are very close to the surface. Um, Often when people ask how we are, we get quite emotional. We might get choked up. We might really struggle to give an answer without feeling like, gosh, I'm going to just lose the plot here and burst into tears, which in front of the right person is absolutely fine, by the way. But it can often manifest itself as that very simmering surface um, level feelings which isn't always appropriate and can feel like, gosh, Anita, what's going on with me and why am I so emotional all the time? The other thing that it can do is it can lead to inertia. So because we are so busy and this to-do list is so endless, what it can actually do is kind of paralyze us into doing nothing. And that unfortunately just compounds the problem of our long, long to-do list. Um, And the other thing is to always be negative about what it is that we've done. So if you've had a great productive day, and you get to the end and you're like, oh, that was brilliant. Quite often when we have a very long to-do list and we're feeling overwhelmed, our first response to that is, yeah, but you didn't get through your list or you didn't get enough done and maybe you should sit at your desk for another hour or two. And so if any of those feelings land for you, it's highly likely that you're in a stage of overwhelm. And unfortunately, overwhelm is a very um, kind of steep and rolling path towards burnout. And that is definitely not what we want for you in your business because when you burn out, You run the risk of not being able to do any work. You run the risk of jeopardizing your actual physical health as well as your mental health. So if you're feeling some of those things, please keep listening because I've got a few little tips on how we can change and turn some of this around. Now, the first thing I wanted to talk about with overwhelm is the kind of never ending to do list. And I think what we we can only describe as the mental load that we often carry. And I think it's fair to say that we carry this particularly heavier as women Because we quite often hold other roles outside of being a business owner. So we're often a wife, a mother. Um, We can be carers for our parents. We can also have part-time jobs. There is a lot that we are carrying. Now, the research is pretty definitive on this. Whether you um, are working full-time or working in a business, um, the research says that women carry a much heavier load around the home than their um, male counterparts. And yes, we've come a long way, but we still carry the lion's share of the load. So If you're feeling overwhelmed and you've got all those feels, I want you to first acknowledge that you're carrying a lot. And I want you to first give yourself a little bit of, hey, I am doing a lot and I'm doing my best. Because I sometimes think that that acknowledgement and recognition of how we are feeling can actually just help our feelings to just kind of go, I'm giving myself permission to breathe. I'm giving myself permission to say, it's okay that I'm struggling because I'm doing a lot. And so I want you to kind of start with those feels and sit in them for a little minute to think about you're doing a great job, you're doing your best, but you have a lot going on. So that acknowledgement of those feelings is really, really important. Now, the other thing that I think becomes so problematic with doing all of the things is the fact that we carry this mental load often in our heads. And this is where, and I, and I struggle with this myself because I have a terrible memory, I, I think because we are carrying so much around in our brains, it becomes this kind of terror that you're actually going to forget something. And 
I'm the queen of that. If you're wondering, I'm incredibly organized in my business. I'm incredibly organized with my team. We have lovely Trello boards with all of the things going on, but it's in my personal life that things start to get really chaotic. And if you add a few personal appointments into the mix, so I've got a few things going on with my son at the moment, trying to book him in to have some surgery and things like that. Oh, that adds a lot to your list. So if you are feeling like you have just got so much bearing down on you at the moment, I want you to consider doing a massive brain dump. And I love these. And I will say, I don't care how you do this, but what is most, most important is you get everything out of your head and get it onto a piece of paper or get it down or written down. So you can do this. Like if you're sitting somewhere now and you've got your phone with you, pick up your phone and grab the notes on your phone. And what I like to do is kind of categorize my to-do list, as it were. So say for my son needing to go into hospital, we need a new referral for his specialist. We need to make sure the appointment with the specialist is right. I need to do my pre-admission. There's like 50,000 things to do with that um, and all of that list. So I kind of bundle them into that. And then if I've got things to do for myself, for example, maybe I need to go and do the grocery shopping and do my online order. And I must remember that we've run out of like tomato sauce and all of these things to remember. So when you are trying to get things out of your brain, um, I will say that I prefer pen and paper and I particularly prefer a big piece of butcher's paper, um, but you don't need to write in big on it because what it allows you to do is write everything down. So I like to kind of keep mine in logical categories. So I might, for example, have like, I've got to go and run some errands or I've got to do my groceries and then I can write everything down. Whereas if I'm writing on a notes on my phone, it's hard to rearrange content, move it back and forward to little things. When you have gotten everything down, and by everything, I mean even the smallest, tiniest job. So if you have to remember to change the water in the dog's bowl and freshen everything up around that, that's still a job that needs to be done. So I don't care how big or small the jobs are that are floating around in your head. There is no criteria for writing them down. I want you to write them down and I want you to see them as a big list, okay? Because a few things happen when we see them as a big list. First of all, our brain does a huge Oh, exhale <laughs> because it stops trying to hold on to all of that information and not only does it stop trying to hold on to it you also stop panicking about forgetting something or dropping one of those balls as it were so I love having everything written down if you could see some of the lists that I have around my house you would have such a giggle that I write the smallest things on them and mainly because I have a terrible memory and I also love to delegate I have teenage sons and I have a husband so there is no reason that I have to carry that load on my own but um, I know, love them to bits, they don't see what needs to be done. So if I tell them they're so great at doing chores, but if it's just rattling around in my head, it's my problem, not theirs. So I would encourage you to get it all written down. I love a big piece of butcher's paper. I love it all and I can put it into little categories like personal, holidays, this is a, you know, a, a, like an um, errands list, a shopping list, all of those things that kind of take up lots of mental bandwidth in us. Now, once you have done that and you've let your poor brain have a moment of kind of breath, here's what I would encourage you to do, because this is the thing that gets me every time. And this is why our to-do list goes on and on, is that we think that all of these tasks take so much longer than they do. So for example, if I go and do my online grocery shopping, it takes me about 20 minutes to do my shopping because I've got a shopping list saved in my Woolworths online shopping. And then I just go to my to-do list and add all that. So with all of those tasks that you have written down, I want you to grab a different colored pen if you've got one handy. And I want you to write how long each one of those tasks will take. And this is where it gets really interesting because you suddenly see a whole bunch of really small tasks that don't take up much time in your business. 
So I want you to think about that and how much time each one of those tasks is taking up. So now we've got our butcher's paper with all our tasks on it. We've got time allocated next to them. And what I want you to then do is look at your schedule and ask yourself realistically, what can you fit in and what can you get done? Because a whole bunch of those tasks, and I know this to be true, are like five or 10 minute tasks. And so you want to allow yourself to squeeze those in where you can. And I often find um, I'm an early riser in my family and no one else gets up as early as I do. And I love that early time of the day because you can really crack on with some of those little tasks on your to-do list. So the reality of it is you do have to do them. (laughs) Some things can be delegated and some things can be gotten rid of. But I want you to think about with those tasks, how much time they're going to take, which you now know, and then how soon can you get them done? And my preference, and I've worked like this for a long time, is I have a weekly to-do list rather than a daily to-do list because that can be really daunting. And then I put the tasks on that are going to get done this week and I allocate a time to them. So then I can see the light at the end of the tunnel and I can start to feel a whole lot less overwhelmed because I've got a plan and I've got a strategy. So if this is something you haven't tried before, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's a system that I use all the time, like I said, in my personal life, in my business. I find it really moves the needle in terms of taking the stress out of my brain and then me looking at tasks and going, oh, and, and if I'm really honest, one of the things that annoys me the most is I write down tasks and I write a time next to them and things that I have procrastinated on for weeks take like 30 minutes. And I find that quite irritating. And I also find it quite motivating so that I could, moving forward, I can do that same thing. I can, um, you know, allocate the time and just go, look, Sarah, this is a 10 minute job. Let's just get on with it. And I definitely find it helps me with that overwhelm. It helps me feel like, yes, I can do this. So If that isn't a strategy that you've tried before, I would definitely recommend it. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about on the flip side of overwhelm (laughs) is the fact that we have too much going on with ourselves all the time. And um, this can cause the problem of overwhelm time and time again. And whilst we can proactively do something about our to-do list and how we manage our time and how we can get tasks done, I want to be very clear about this. It is really simple to help you work on that overwhelm, but it takes sort of conscious effort to do that. So the reason that people are constantly running at a high level of stress, high level of overwhelm and a high level of business does not have anything to do with the fact that we have to do more now than what we did, say, our grandparents did 50 years ago. That is the reality of it. It feels like we have to do more. But if I was to speak to my grandmother, um, who's passed away now, When she was like in her 20s and 30s, she had lots of young children. She had four children. Um, She had to do things like washing by hand that took hours, like it was a whole washing day. And they lived in northern England, so I don't even know how long those things took to dry. They had to make meals from scratch and they had to do hot meals for lunch. All of these kind of things took way more time than what the, the convenience of which we are faced with in our everyday life. If I chose to, I would never have to cook a single meal for my family. And I could get meals brought in at a very affordable price that would lighten my load. So in reality, I'm probably not working any harder than my grandmother. But the problem is in the amount of time my brain has to kind of percolate and settle on information. That has been the most dramatic change that we have seen, particularly with the kind of the rise of our smartphones and the fact that those sit by us every second of the day. And I want to give you a really obvious example because before I worked for myself, I used to work in an office and I would spend a good chunk of my time um, queuing up for coffee before work, that kind of thing. 
And here's what that used to look like. I would kind of walk past on the way to my office, my favorite coffee shop, and I would jump in the line and I would stand there and I would stare into space. And I would look around the coffee shop. I would people watch. I would think about the day ahead of when I was going to work. I would think about how much time hopefully the coffee was going to take. All of those little bits of information that my brain was happily, while I was staring into space, ruminating on. And it was kind of having that time to consolidate information and think about things. Now, if you walk into a coffee shop today, I will guarantee not a single soul is staring having a little moment. Everybody has their face down in their phones and they are scrolling relentlessly. Now, this isn't an evil crime by any means. Don't get me wrong. I I have a digital-based business. I spend a good chunk of time on my phone. But I want you to think about what does this mean for your brain? It means that you are constantly inputting information into your brain. And this means that you simply do not have capacity for your brain to have some quiet space, to have that what we would call in design white space, (laughs) okay, because you're constantly feeding it information. And while social media feels very passive, what you're actually doing is you're reading, you're scrolling, you're, you're taking on board information, you're having responses and feelings to it, you're getting jogged of other things that you need to do. All of these things, it's a very active thing for your brain to be passively scrolling. And what that actually means is your brain is going double time And what it's crying out for you when it's telling you it's overwhelmed, it's crying out for you to please give me a moment, (laughs) put the phone away, stop scrolling. And it's really, really easy to find ourselves doing this all the time. Apparently, the statistics on how many people take their phone to the toilet now is outrageous. And even that beautiful quiet time when we could sit and have a pee, which when my children were young was like my absolute solace was to go to the toilet on my own. And now we are taking our phones with us for that activity. So if you are feeling really overwhelmed, I want you to critically ask yourself, how much time is my brain getting to percolate and kind of sit on information? And how much of my day am I spending inputting more information into my brain? And I'm not suggesting you have a digital detox. We all run businesses and that's all very hard. What I'm suggesting to you is you need to find those moments in your day where you can let thoughts and ideas Percolate. And the more that we are able to do this, the more that we connect with our creative selves, the more our brain does a little, let's call it a metaphorical sigh. (laughs) And the more we can kind of feel like, I do have those things to do, but my brain is processing and I know it's going to be okay. And from my mind, we can work on our to do list and we can have strategies and how we can better that. But if we don't look at how much we are inputting into ourselves at every moment of the day, it's going to be really hard for us to make a difference to that. So I would really ask that you examine how much time you are inputting information into your brain. If it is every moment of the day, it's not sustainable, just so you know. You can't be this life. We're not automatons. We can't just download information all the time. We have to process it. So I want to encourage you to find moments in your day where you process information. And one of my favorite ways to do this, and it's so simple, I'm not going to ask you to meditate, although I know it is so helpful for your brain. But what I would ask you to do is do tasks in a mindful way. And this means those simple tasks that we're doing, we can actually be present and do them. So next time you are making a cup of tea, (laughs) rather than standing there scrolling on your phone while you're waiting for the kettle to boil, I want you to put your phone away and I want you to kind of enjoy standing there in the moment, 
looking at your kettle, look out your window, have a moment with your pet, speak to another human being. It's literally three minutes and your brain will thank you for all of those snippets of three minutes that you can find in your day for your brain. I'm going to keep using that word because I think it's a great one. Percolate. <laughs> Let those thoughts percolate. And I really want to encourage you. One of the things that I do like as a really thought percolating task is I do love to read. And reading, I think, is the ultimate mindful task because you cannot read and do anything else. You're either reading or you are not. (laughs) And anyone who knows me knows I'm an avid, avid reader. And I think one of the reasons I like it is, one, I don't have a screen involved and I love not being on a screen. And two, I have to be focused on that task. I can't be, I'm terrible for dual screening, like watching TV and scrolling on my phone. I'm terrible for that. My family will admit they see me do that all the time. And so I really like reading because my brain has to sit there and be present. And when you're reading, you're only inputting one piece of information and your brain gets to draw beautiful pictures and thoughts around that one piece of information. So I want you to kind of find some mindful moments in your day. I want you to consider how much you are inputting and kind of say to yourself, hey, give yourself a break. This is too much. All right. Because if we can manage that to-do list and we can manage how much information is coming in, it's all overall going to reduce how overwhelmed we are feeling. So if this this kind of episode resonated for you, I am really glad. I hope that you find it helpful. Um, I'm not a psychologist, but I am a human being that lives with lots of these things and I'm just sharing my wisdom on it. And I hope that it will help you reduce your overwhelm, reduce that feeling like you're going to forget something then that you feel sick. Remember, we need to be kind to ourselves. We are the, the people who run our businesses. It's important that we stay well, both mentally and physically. And the way in which we do this is to reduce that mental load. So now that you've listened to today's episode, go and take a break, take a walk, put your phone down, look outside, look up. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of The Social Circus. I've really enjoyed it today and I look forward to chatting to you the same time next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.